Joining us now on the Thunderdome podcast is a fifth-year player, receiver, Jaden Litzenberger. He joins us now at this time. And, Jaden, second place. Um, you guys came off a big win against the Edmonton Huskies on the weekend. Um, coming out of that game, you know, I, I called that game on access, and as I was watching you guys, um, especially felt earlier on in the game, you guys really kind of came out and, and were picking up, moving the chains, and you got some rhythm going early in the game, which I think is obviously what you're looking for with everything that you had on the line. Uh, yeah, it definitely was. The boys came out hot at the start. Uh, our whole goal throughout the week of practice was actually coming out, playing the little violent aspect of the game and uh, making sure that we had our heads focused on what we were doing beforehand so that way we didn't have to think as much on the field. And I feel like the boys came out just on fire as we should have so we had a lot to prove well and sometimes it's when you when it doesn't things don't get off to maybe as good a start it's it's it it throws things into a little bit people get out of rhythm in that and I felt you guys did a great job with with uh striking early and often you know 58 yards for you including a 34 yarder very exciting play um you got some good numbers you're 11th uh in the PJFC in receiving this year um, but the stat that really jumps out at me is you've got the second highest average yards per catch in the league. I don't even know if you know that or not. <laughs> at 19 yards per catch. Um, man, it's it, it's not like you've brought in a ton of catches, but the ones that when you do get your hands on the ball, they tend to be long, explosive plays. Well, actually, I did not know those statistics, and that's pretty cool to hear. I'm not going to lie, but... Uh... The one thing I've just been silently trying to prove with my actions, because I'm a firm believer in actions speak louder than words, is that when you do give me the ball, I am a fifth-year player. I've got a lot of my life invested into this career, and uh, when you give me the ball, I'm going to produce. Good things are going to happen. I'd be curious to get your thoughts on your quarterback, Ethan Hug. Um, I was shocked, actually, last week when I was getting ready to talk to him, and one of the coaches told me, they said, you know, this guy hadn't played a game since 2019. I said, what? Yeah, 2019 is the last time he threw a ball in a meaningful game. He was playing high school over there at Winston Knoll or whatever it was. I think it was Winston Knoll. And, um, you know, I was kind of blown away by that a little bit. Fourth stringer last year, third stringer to start the year. He had a quarterback quit, jumps up to the second spot. Next thing you know, he's starting against the Hilltops and then the Huskies, two good teams. And this guy's really decisive with the ball. Like, he doesn't... He doesn't ever look like he's he's been ambushed with responsibility. It's like the ball gets in his hands and he knows exactly where he's going with the ball. I, I mean, it's kind of a remarkable situation, don't you think? I really do. And even though we did have a few spot changes around in the depth chart there, Huggy's playing for the Regina Thunder for, for a reason. And there is definitely more to him than his exceptional arm. The guy can throw the ball like 64 yards. But uh, he's a really talented playmaker in the moment. He's really calculated as well. And even though he has not played since 2019, he actually came in with extreme composure, and I was really impressed myself. And as a fifth-year guy, I was making sure that, you know, I had his back regardless of what happened. He was there for the boys, and the boys were there for him. I like that word, composure. That's that's the word I was searching for, and you hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, what a receiving core, you know. Um, the only team in the conference, I'm going to hit another stat at you. As you can tell, I like numbers and stats. I do too. <laughs> um, but you guys are the only team that has three guys with over 225 yards. So in the top 12, is they, they only list the top 12. Okay. And, and you and Woodley and Walls, all three of you uh, in that top 12. Um, so 
I know there's only one ball to go around, but you guys don't strike me as the types of guys that are kind of fighting, well, I got to get the ball, or there's, there doesn't seem to be a lot of selfishness there. Um, you're kind of pulling for each other, which is which is pretty cool. And I guess it doesn't really matter if they double-team Isaiah, then you guys are going to get your touches. And it's, it just seems like a great situation you got going. Well, I say that I honestly think that has to boil down to the culture here. Like, we've all had the uh, chance to play with Ryland Sokol and For- Isaac Ford, a couple great leaders that just graduated last year. They really taught us, like, the environment of faith that you just got to have in the boys and a positive nature that you got to keep everyone involved in. So uh, we all just have faith, honestly, in our offense coordinator, Stefan, and who he decides needs to get the ball in the moment because of what he's seeing. We all immediately we work towards what he wants us to do because that's just that's what's going to get us this championship. Great point, and I'm going to be talking to Stefan here in a few minutes. He's the third guest I have this week, <laughs> um, and uh, I'm going to talk to him about that too. Now, the Edmonton Huskies again. Um, so... I know coaches and players have different thoughts on this. You, you, you know, if you listen to different players, coaches, and professional sports, as an example, they all kind of give a little bit of a different answer to this. Do you like playing the same team two weeks in a row? Is it, is it easier maybe in your preparation? Do you maybe get a little bored? There's no right or wrong answer. Playing the same, I'll be playing them again. Um, I guess it's a playoff game, so there, it, it, the the. The magnitude is different, so maybe that changes your answer. But what, what are your thoughts on that? You're playing the Edmonton Huskies for two weeks in a row, two Sundays in a row. Uh, well, it's a pretty precarious situation, honestly. I've never been in this situation before where our last game of the regular season ends up being the same seed that we play in the playoffs first round. But uh, I think in this specific situation that we are currently in, it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity and i can't wait to send them back on another 30 or a total of 32 hours on a bus disappointed and <laughs> looking forward to next year against the Regina thunder so i don't know i love it <laughs> well better better them having to do that than you guys right because if you'd have lost that game last week for the fans that may not be familiar going into that game we everybody knew that these two teams are going to be playing each other the following week in the playoffs but what people didn't know was was the game going to be in Regina or was the game going to be in Edmonton I'm 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 sure that you're happy to let them be the ones making that long track absolutely yeah it's it's been an honor and uh, we didn't come out on top but at this moment in time we are just focused on the next week that's always been our goal so we're going to come out and make sure that we're 10 and 2 by the end of the year or I guess it would be 9 and 2 <laughs> there you go so this is your last season of junior football. We kind of briefly talked about this before I hit the record button. Um, I thought it was a first-class ceremony before the before the game. Um, probably a little bit emotional for people, too. Uh, you had your mom and your grandparents um, on the field with you. Uh, I think you were the only kid that had their grandparents on the field. What? What? How did that happen? And Was that your idea to do that? Uh, yeah, it was my idea because I've come to realize at several points in my career that um, one of my largest motivations to continue playing was to actually provide an opportunity for my grandparents to come watch me play football. It's uh, always been a really meaningful thing for them and they've always been to all my games growing up and at certain times when I was playing for the Thunder and I wasn't necessarily seeing the field it was uh, difficult to think that I was putting in all this work and they couldn't come watch me so I, I made sure at certain moments times when I wanted to potentially give up that I did it for them and so it felt like a great opportunity to pay some sort of commemoration to them and bring them out on the field. It was, I'm thankful they let me do that too. So, Oh, I thought it was amazing. and What a nice story. I know I can relate. I was very close to my grandparents as well. I don't think they ever missed the sport that I ever played. So 
I can identify with that relationship, believe me, and it's it was pretty special to watch. I, I like that. So I noticed it too. I saw it. Oh, he's brought his grandparents out on the field. What a nice young man. Um, but, you know, it is your last year, and I know it's something you probably don't like to think about much or talk about, but it's 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 undeniable. You're a 2001 board player, so it's your last year. You did talk about the blood, sweat, and tears, and sometimes it hasn't always gone your way. Maybe you didn't get a chance to play as much as you would have liked, but now you're in a starting and a hugely important role on this team. So what kind of emotions do you have as you come down the home stretch of your, of your, uh, your career here? Uh, honestly, a few things come to mind, but the, the biggest thing that's come to my mind is just composure because this is something that I've foreseen for a long time, and I've been ready to be this guy and make the big plays for a while here but uh as fate has had it i had to fill a role that i didn't necessarily see for myself at the time but it's taught me how to be a man and realize that this is a team sport and at this moment in time it's my time to shine or at least it's my time to help the boys out on the field shine as well so i i'm, I'm just overly thankful for the position that i've been given and i also can't wait to go see what i can do with it good for you good for you you're a regina boy you went to riffle i heard I, they're, they're playing uh, Macaulay's kids tonight. Your your school over at Winston Hall, and I told you you should you should see what he'd give you on the over under on that <laughs> one. But uh, you know, Scotty likes those North of Dudney guys. What sports? What sports did you play growing up? Um, tell us a little bit about. I'm sure you probably you strike. You look like an athletic guy. You probably played more than just football growing up here in Regina, and then uh, segue maybe into we'll cl- conclude the interview with uh, how did you end up here. On the, with the Thunder, I mean. Well, uh, my largest sport that I actually played throughout high school, uh, aside from football, was track and field. I was a sprinter and a jumper, but my main event was pole vault, and I actually uh, practiced with the Excel Athletica group for a very long time pole vaulting, and that took me to a few provincial championships and one national, actually, where I tied for third place. So it was between pole vaulting and football, and I actually had an opportunity to potentially go play or go compete on the U of S Huskies team, but... Uh, the finances were not there, so then I chose to just continue working and developing on myself as an 18-year-old, and the only thing left for me was football at that time. So I was very thankful to have the opportunity to even come and try out in the first place, but uh, football was just what was in future for me. That was the only card I really had. <laughs> well, Jaden, what can I say? You're a, you're a fine young man. Thank you very much for doing the interview with me here today, and good luck uh, not only not only on Sunday against Edmonton, but let's hope there's a game the next week against Saskatoon. You owe them one. Absolutely. And thank you very much for having me on the podcast. And uh, look forward to talking with you after when we finish these guys off. Right on. Right on. (laughs) Thanks, James. Thank you.